What's going on, baby? Nate Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, Episode 7, Investing 101, How to Start from Scratch and Build Serious Wealth, Part 1. How y'all doing, man? Hope y'all are keeping cool with all of this craziness going on. It it really seems like we're going to be in this for the long haul. And so I hope you're keeping healthy, keeping active, doing things that'll keep you sane. Uh, Today we got a really, really, really good episode. I'm super excited. Did a lot of research for it. So I'm really, really pumped to lay it out. First and foremost, I just wanted to say really quick, thank you guys for showing so much love. If you guys aren't already following us on Instagram, shoot us a follow. We post on there pretty frequently try to get some good stuff up on there. And if you do love the show, please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show get out there, helps the algorithm, yada, yada, yada. So I really, really would appreciate if you like it, just giving it a quick review and a written one as well. Just saying if you like it or not, whatever. You don't even have to like it. Just the review is a review. So would really appreciate that. But today we're going to talk about investing. You know, it's a really complicated subject. I do want to lay it out over several episodes, so this will be part one, just touching on a few of the fundamentals. So let's just dive on into it, baby. So investing, dun, 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 like the big boy, what they're always talking about, Wall Street, all that craziness. You know, what is investing? And a lot of y'all probably know this, but it's just to commit money to a business, real estate or other ventures in order to get a financial gain. And so you put money in and you, you want to get your money back and then some. And so today we're going to be talking about the stock market in particular, but there are many other types of asset classes, asset just being something of value that you can invest in like real estate and other sort of commodities and things like that. But today we're going to be talking about the stock market, kind of how it works, because it's really the main one when we think of investing and it is a great vehicle to take your wealth to the next level so first i just want to put the misconceptions right on the table and talk about them get them out of the way so you know the average person if they're not too inclined with business so to speak they think of you know risky wall street scary risky stock money man risky business wall street wolf on wall street scariness that's risky that's (laughs) that's probably what people think when they think of investing right and you know they don't want to lose their money because you know of the risk involved and they know somebody's uncle who took out a second mortgage and invested it in this risky stock and lost it all and, and things like that so I really want to kind of erase a lot of those misconceptions what if a recession hits right you know we're going through this massive pandemic we are fully plummeting right now in the stock market we're approaching a recession I'm not sure if we're by definition in one yet but it's pretty inevitable at this point and so you know there's a lot of things that that could steer you away from it if you're unaware. So we're gonna address all of that today and and really put a lot of that stuff to bed. So first of all, I just wanna talk about, you know, how does the stock market work? Like, how does it even function, right? So to really take it from the start, it all starts with businesses. And businesses, when they wanna grow, sometimes they will fund themselves through either debt by borrowing money, or they'll fund themselves through equity. And equity just means like ownership. And how they'll fund themselves through equity is they'll give up ownership in their company in exchange for funds and so they can grow that sort of way so you can do it through debt or equity now when a company gets big enough they can go from private investors that have been investing and, and taking equity shares in exchange for money and they can actually offer to the public and this is what is known as a initial public offering essentially we don't need to get too caught up in the jargon or the process but basically an initial public offering is the process of a business offering its shares to the public there's the initial share offering to investors they buy it up and then they'll then trade it on a secondary market so what you think of as the stock market is actually a secondary market amongst investors. So it's investor to investor. The company doesn't have a direct tie within the market, but it is generally a very good 
sign of its financial health, right? Like if your stock price is increasing, your company's probably doing quite well, et cetera, et cetera. It's more valuable. And so it is very, very important, but the stock market by nature is a secondary market. So why am I telling you guys all of this? Well, just so you can wrap your head around it. So yes, companies can go public. And what the stock market is, is that all those big companies and smaller ones, all kinds of different companies that have gone through that IPO process, they've gone public, their shares are trading on a secondary market and investors can buy in. Now, nobody on the planet knows what the stock market will do from day to day. It's pretty unpredictable, at least in the short term. And a lot of these day traders that you hear about are actually taking educated guesses. But investing in the sense that we're going to talk about is not that. It's not the day to day, day trading, things like that. It's not nearly as risky as you think. And everyday people are investors. People that you know invest in the stock market consistently for the long term and do get sizable returns as well as develop very large amounts of wealth for themselves. And it doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take, you know, Wolfie on Wall Street to make millions in the stock market over the long term. And we're going to talk about why that is. So why is it important to start right away? You know, we're really young. We've got a lot of time, etc. So I've addressed this sort of thing in the past, but again, it's just really, really important to start right away because the earlier you start, the easier it's going to be for you. You can mess up, you have more time, etc., to build that wealth up for you and your future family and create a life that's not only very desirable, but it's absolutely attainable. And then, you know, you could one day have enough money that you never have to work again, maybe, or you can visit all the places in the world you wanted to see or donate money or start that charity or find out what real freedom is. And yo, this is not bullshit. Like this is real shit, like real, real shit. Like this is real stuff that you are able to do if you just put in a little bit of work and you do a little bit of learning, you can find that you can create a life for yourself down the line that beats your wildest dreams. And I'm telling you, that's real talk. So just to talk about the stock market in general and like the sort of history, it's had many ups and downs, but in the long term, and again, you're going to hear me say that over and over again, the stock market has always gone up in the long term. It always has an upward trend. Historically, the compounded return has roughly been around 8% over the last 40 years. So that's a pretty decent number to aim for. And this trend of going up in the long term is likely always going to be true barring a global disaster. Now, if the stock market isn't going up in the long term, we're talking like 15, 20, 25, 30, et cetera years, and it's not going up, then we have a lot of other problems to be worrying about. And I promise you, if that was true, your brokerage account is definitely the last thing you'd be thinking about. Brokerage account just basically means your investing account with whichever company you're investing with. Okay, so in the long term, this thing is very likely to go up and up and up. But how do you get these returns? Well, there's three main things. Number one, you just get in. You get in the game. A lot of kids are wary or they think they're going to get to it later or whatever. Get in the game now, right? That's the number one thing. Just get in. And number two, stay in. Don't get off the roller coaster. It's gonna go up and down and up and down and up and down, but please, please do not get off at any point. You gotta stay in there. When it's bad, and it's really bad right now, and if you're an investor and you're in it, it's, it's bad, but it's gonna bounce back because we're investing for the long term. This isn't a get rich quick scheme. Like this is for the long term. And so get in, we're gonna stay in because we're gonna lose those serious gains if we don't. And then number three, while we're in, we're gonna diversify and we're gonna buy little bits of a bunch of different companies. And so those are the three things. Get in, stay in, and diversify. Okay, so well, how do I diversify? What, what, what does diversify even mean? You guys know that saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That is exactly what 
it is here. You're going to buy little bits of all the companies, really. Or you buy the whole market, right? We're not gonna buy this company and that company and have five to six hand-picked stocks. We're gonna buy a little bits of a ton of stocks. And so if we get something that replicates the market, then we're likely to get the market's return. And in the long term, it's next to impossible to beat the market. You'll always hear that when you start reading up on investing and things like that, beat the market, beat the market. Over the long term, it's it's next to impossible to beat the market. And so a great way to invest is just to invest in the market and ride the roller coaster. And so how do I do that? Well, there's these things called index funds and ETFs, right? Now we're busting out the term. So I'm gonna explain it. We're gonna go nice and slow break it down. Hopefully you guys can understand investing top to bottom with this episode series I'm bringing out. So index funds. To understand what an index fund is, you need to understand what an index is. So an index measures the performance of a basket of stocks that are intended to replicate a certain area of the market. So there's this thing called the S&P 500. It's the 500 biggest companies in America. So like Pepsi, Apple, Amazon, things like that. And so the S&P 500 basically tracks those 500 companies. And the bigger the company, the bigger the weight they'll have in the index. And so it's basically just like tracker. It tracks the performance of the stock market. It's pretty much the best indication of the United States stock market. So an index fund is a a pool of money that you can invest to at a very low cost to sort of replicate that index. And because the S&P 500, for example, replicates the market quite well, investing in a index fund that replicates that will replicate the market. And so in effect, if you buy these index funds, you're buying into the market and you're likely to get a similar return to the market, right? Okay, so that's index funds. But what's an ETF? Well, an ETF is pretty much the same thing. It's a investment fund traded on stock exchanges. So it's, it's like a stock that owns a ton of stocks. That's is essentially the best way I can explain that. There are ETFs for different commodities such as oil or bonds or things like that, but we're just talking about stock ETFs. And that's likely what you're gonna be purchasing when we talk about how you can actually go about buying one of these index funds or exchange traded funds. It's effectively the same thing. It's buying an asset that owns a little bit of a bunch of different assets. So effectively the same thing, we're gonna be buying those ETS when we actually go to purchase these. And so cool, like if I buy these index funds, then I get little bits of all these companies and I replicate the market, that's awesome. That means I can get that 8%, right? Yeah, yeah, that is what it means. That, that's likely what it means. Buying into the market to get that long-term return. And so this is why diversification is so attractive because you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket and they're super, super cheap. Unlike a lot of mutual funds banks would put you in. So uh, the number one thing I don't want you guys to do is to run to TD or CIBC and say, I want to start investing and just do whatever they say. That's not what we're going to do, right? We're going to do our research. Hopefully you guys are listening to me and doing your own research as well, but essentially by buying into the market, something that replicates the market, we can get those market returns. Now, Obviously, it gets more and more complicated and there are better index funds than other ones. But in general, index funds, ETFs, that's a great way to invest for the long term. Now, why I don't want you to run to your bank and say, I want to start investing is because they charge a lot of money and they charge on a usually what's called an MER or a manager expense ratio. And that usually is a percentage of your investment. And so, you know, it's usually around 2% and that doesn't seem like much, but the examples that we're going to talk about, uh, we're really going to show that it really is devastating if you give up that kind of percentage. Right. And so to kind of recap what we've talked about, the stock market is a bunch of companies that have made their their shares public and the stock market is a secondary market and 
there's a bunch of stocks that are being traded between investors, etc., institutions. How we can benefit from that is by buying into the market itself, buying something that represents the market. What represents the market are index funds or ETFs. ETFs just being exchange traded funds. I recommend ETFs because they are low cost. They effectively do the same thing as a uh, an index fund, and it's it's the best way to invest for the long term, in my opinion. Now there are different investment strategies, different ETF. There are a ton of different ETFs, index funds, etc., that you can purchase. Some are better than others. And again, this is going to be a long series. I don't even know how many parts. I just know this is going to be part one. And so we're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of different uh, index funds and ETFs and things like that. And probably what works for you. I love uh, ones that really represent the market as a whole. Uh, It's more hands off for you. You can just buy in, buy in, hands off, and you don't even have to think about it versus other strategies where you might have to put in a little bit more work. So buying into the market early on, you'll get that return. Uh, In the long term, the market has always gone up. Uh, If the market doesn't go up in the long term, then we've got a hell of a lot more to worry about than your brokerage stock account. And it's like, okay, You know, I'm building up the hype. I'm building up the hype, right? It's crucial you start. And in the next episode, I'm going to lay out a bunch of different options for you, how you can invest, the actual step-by-step process, how you can open up account, how you can fund the account, like all the logistics we're going to talk about in the next episode, how you can kind of approach that. I'll even give some recommendations, some stocks that I think you should look into and some exchange-shaded funds that represent the market that I really think are awesome and I suggest. But today, we're keeping it high level. We're just talking about the theory. In the long term, the market's going to go up get the hell in there okay and now we're gonna do what's probably gonna be my favorite part of this show we're gonna run through some scenarios it's super super fun and i'll actually put the calculator in the show notes but this is really cool so i'm gonna walk through a few different investing examples and scenarios and just to sort of illustrate some of the examples that we were talking about today so let's say that you're 22 years old and you want to put some money away you know periodically until you're 65 And, you know, let's say that you get the historical average, right? You get the 8%, the, you know, you shoot for it, you get it, et cetera. You're just buying into the market. That's what the market yields. And that's what you get, right? You get 8%. So let's say you put away 500 bucks away every month. Well, you'd have $2 million in retirement. And that's just from $6,000 a year, right? Uh, Which is pretty modest to say for yourself. So you're getting a modest return. You're putting away a very, you know, relatively small amount. I mean, 6,000 bucks a year to save and invest. That's really not that much. And you got $2 million waiting for you for retirement. Not bad, right? So let's say that the market does a bit better, right? The market does a bit better. Uh, you have a great handle on investing. Uh, you don't get off the roller coaster. You're well diversified. Let's say you get 10%, just 2% more. You're still putting away 500 bucks a month, which is, you know, again, six grand a year. You're getting 2% more. You have $3.7 million. So almost double just from 2%. These percentages are gold. So pretty cool. Now, just for fun, let's be optimistic. Let's say you get a 12% return just from putting away 500 bucks a month or $6,000 a year. If you, if you got a 12% return from 22 to 65, you'd have $7 million waiting for you in retirement at the age of 65. So these are big boy numbers. And like, could you imagine if you actually socked away more money? If you, if you put more or you, you, you got a great return, like 10, 12%, et cetera. And you, and you put away a ton of money, you know, a thousand, 1500, 2000 a month. Like if, 
if you're really after it i mean like how many ferraris do you want at this point like that's that's really what it comes down to like tens of millions of dollars and so it's really interesting to think about it really gets me excited but it's legit stuff and it's just basic math it's just exponential math it's the beauty of compound interest and uh, your return stacking on one over the other over the other you know if 100 grows by 8% it'll be 108 then the 108 goes by 8% it's not gonna be 116 it's gonna be more than that and that's why the numbers are so grotesquely big and so let's talk about an example what if you wait what if you wait until you're 30 right you wait like till you're married or whatever eight extra years right so 35 years investing versus 43 years so if we take our same example 22 years old you're saving till you're 65 you're getting about eight percent and you put away 500 a month you're gonna come out with two million dollars if you start if you started at 30 you'd have half of that so eight extra years but double the money right if you started right now if you were 22 or whatever the age is incredible right incredible 35 years versus 43 years, right? Like only an eight year difference. Like, yes, it'd be sizable, but that's double the money. And that just shows the beauty of the exponential math and the compound interest here. So again, really, really fun examples. And it's not even that like unrealistic. Like, uh, I mean, I was shoot, I mean, the 12% one, I mean, that's very rose colored, but you know, it's really, really fun and it gets you excited uh, and it gets you on a good path. And so a lot of this stuff is reasonable. It is possible if you invest in the market and you diversify, you stay on the roller coaster and you just stick with it for your life, then you really can't go wrong. So a lot of this stuff can come true. It's really cool to think about. And I implore you guys to play with numbers and see and fantasize and all that. But I did want to share that with you just to show how crazy the math and the wealth that you could generate could be. Awesome. So now I just want to do the new money mailbag. You know, this has really been fun. People asking me questions, things like that. This week, the account that messaged and won the challenge is a guy named G. So G asked me, not really money related, but if you were to go back in life and change one thing, what would it be? Uh, I actually sat with this one a little bit and honest to God, I I don't think I'd change a damn thing. Um, You know, I love uh, the unpredictability of life. I think it gives life meaning. If we knew what was going to happen, I I think it would be pretty meaningless. And so, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get too philosophical here, but I really don't think I would go back and change anything. Also, just because I don't know how it would impact the future, right? And it kind of goes back to the butterfly effect you know, in terms of, you know, ripple effect, all that stuff. But, you know, I'm kind of rambling here, but basically I wouldn't change anything. I'd keep it kosher, keep it going. And, and, you know, I'd rock with my life now. I I would not change a thing. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Maybe I'll do a philosophy episode one time. I I don't know. I'm a big curiosity, meaning of life kind of guy. I don't really show it here, obviously, because I mean, why would I? But, you know, maybe, maybe if you guys are interested in that, I would. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, takeaways. Let's talk about the takeaways for this episode. So number one, if we start now, we can get a real edge and build serious wealth off the bat. So we've got to start now. We talked about that, you know, that example, 22 versus 30, just eight years difference led to double the money. And so it's pretty crazy stuff. So just start now, get in there, stay in there and diversify. Uh, Number two, investing isn't as risky as you may think because we are investing for the long term. Historically, the stock market has gone up in the long term. And if it doesn't, we have a lot of other shit to worry about. So it's going to go up in the long term. It really is. 
invest, diversify, get in there. Let's do it, baby. We're going to talk about all the great stuff and how to actually logistically do that in the next episode. But I just want to stress that it is important to get started. And number three, to invest successfully, we need to diversify by putting our eggs in a basket that owns all the baskets, right? Versus just one. So talked about the index funds, buying into the market, getting that return, not trying to beat the market because it's damn near impossible. We're going to stay on the roller coaster. uh, And that's super, super important that we stay in there because we're going to lose a lot of those valuable returns if we don't. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. I hope you guys like this episode. Pretty heavy and I tried to keep it as high level as I could, not really get too, too specific. But let me know if it flowed for you guys, if you liked it, whatever it is. If you're confused, please, please message me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, Reach out to me personally, Nathan Kennedy. I I don't care. I'd love to explain in depth for anybody that wants to. But I hope I did a good enough job explaining on here. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Nate Kennedy, New Money Podcast. I'm out this mother. Peace.